Cody, how you doing? Woo! Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Listen, I know. I know what this team is. I knew this was coming. They were eventually going to end the streak. You know, the power play might get hot. That and Carter Hart might take them on a, a little run here. Uh, but ultimately, we know what this team is. But fuck, if it's not one in the morning and uh, I got to be in Atlantic City, what, shit, five hours from now, um, I'm happy they won. I'm happy the losing streak is over. Uh, I'm glad it's not all depending on a goddamn Arizona Coyotes game because that would just be, oh. Now, they have to win again tomorrow. That's the thing. They can't just, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's, I don't want to say let's just enjoy tonight because we're not going to do that. That's not what we're going to do on this post game. We're not just going to enjoy tonight. It's still about a bigger picture. It's still about what this team has to accomplish moving forward. Uh, but you know what, man? It's fun watching Carter Hart be Carter Hart. It's kind of funny that, like, an amazing Carter Hart game, he gives up three goals. Not he gives up three goals. The team allows three goals, and Carter Hart still stands on his head to win them the game. Uh, but it's like that part is kind of funny. Uh, but let's get let's just get right to the speakers. You know, it's been a 10-game losing streak. It's been an incredibly negative post-game atmosphere for quite a while now. So, uh Let's just see what you all have to say. Let's see how this goes. Let's go to Sean V. Sean V, you're live on the post game. Hey, what's up, Bill? How are you tonight, Sean? Hey, not bad. We'll take what we can get, right? Um, Absolutely, I'm, yeah. yeah. The fun has been few and far between lately. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm gonna enjoy, I just like good hockey, and I thought they looked decent tonight, so I'll take it. Um, only thing. No, and I, I really think that's that's an important point there, Sean. Like. Uh, Like, in the mid-second period, I said, you know what? They look like they want to end the streak tonight, regardless of how it ends. Like, Vegas is better than them. I just figured Vegas was going to win this game. But the fact that – and obviously low bar – the fact that they just kind of looked engaged in the action tonight, that's a nice sign just for the people who have to watch every night. Yeah, totally. Um, They were laying big hits. They were, you know – fighting puck battles they were kind of sticking up for each other even though that hit on jvr seems pretty clean i was like hey at least wilman's sticking up for him i like to it, see it was it. dumb it was dumb but for a team that needs a spark from literally anything all right go for it man like whatever you got to do to try to inspire the team yeah totally and um i thought hayes looked you know like he resembled his former self a little more not just because of the goal i thought he looked decent so Whatever the future may be for the Flyers, they're going to need him to be good. He's locked up. So I was glad to see it. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, and no, uh, Sean, I agree with Hayes. First of all, like, yeah, he's – of all the things we're looking to trade and move on from, Hayes is going to be the most difficult – you know, Hayes is going to be here. And I I thought he was less noticeable in the second half of the game. That's probably still, you know, coming back from – multiple core surgeries, uh, you know, the the re-injury, all that. I'm sure he doesn't have his cardio up to where it needs to be. But he was noticeable in the first half of the game, and that's a good sign. Like, we all love Kevin Hayes. 
he's a fun player to watch. Like on a team that's really short on guys you enjoy watching, Kevin Hayes is one of them. Uh, if he can kind of find his form a little bit, at least that'll make uh, at least that'll make the short term a little more enjoyable. Uh, Reese LaRoche, Reese, you're live on the post game. Yeah, how's it going, Bill? How are you tonight, Reese? Um, you know, um, I hate being always cynical about this team, and I guess that that's what a ten game losing streak does to you. But I am genuinely happy to see like a win here, and um, Carter Hart played amazing. Um, and, um, you know, Kevin Hayes genuinely looked, like you said, for that first half, actually looked pretty good. And um, Couturier finally ends that, was it 14-game goal strut? That's pretty nice. Yeah, Coots, like, and it's just a goal, but he made a play early on. Uh, it was just something real small. might have been on the power play, but uh, a puck goes into the right-wing corner, and Couturier's there and boxes the dude out, bodies him, wins the battle, and banks it off the boards to the man at the point. And it was just a real small play, but I was like, man, that's the little shit Couturier's great at that just hasn't been there lately. And they're like, and then he scores the goal, and that's all well and good, and they needed a goal, and it's a power play goal. That's cool. Uh, but if he just starts looking a little bit like Sean Couturier, another good sign, like uh, another dude who's – Locked up for got for goddamn ever. Like he's here till twenty thirty. Uh, you know, unless something unforeseen happens, I just want to see him look like himself. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, uh, like I have no doubt that he'll eventually start looking like himself again. Whether it's like you know ten games from now or even like next game. I don't know. I know like players go through slumps, and you know other players around you definitely dictate how well you're going to play. If everyone around you is playing like shit, it's tough to find your your confidence, your game, and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, like uh, there's on the inv- individual statistics, he could be doing better. But like, um, you know, if Konechny is not playing well, if um, if your first pair isn't playing well, then it's it's definitely tough to find your game. And I'm happy you found it at least uh, today. And um, I'm happy Yandel. Um, looked decent on the power play today and you know he's been shit for us but like if he can some find a somewhat like steady role in the, on the first or second unit that'd be pretty cool at least do enough like Keith Yandel at this point needs to do enough to justify his spot in the lineup so that we can trade him for literally anything at the deadline like getting anything for Keith Yandel makes it a good signing like an asset you didn't have before you signed him if you can sell him for anything, that like he just needs to be good enough for that. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree, and also the um, like I am cheering for him. I do want him to reach the uh, was it break the Iron Man streak? That'd be pretty sure, cool. of course. Like I, I get he's thirty five years old. He, you're not going to be as good as uh, like he was. He's been a fantastic player throughout his entire career. One of the better offensive defensemen in, in the league. And like if you're not good anymore, well. You have the excuse say you're like 35, you know. Like I know he was never great defensively, but like he he's always been an amazing power play quarterback throughout his entire uh, um, tenure in the NHL. And if he could break that streak, I'd be um, really happy for him. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Reese. It's like it's in a season like this, and I don't doubt that they're gonna make themselves at least somewhat relevant in this race. They do that. Every other year, you, you know how this team is. Uh, 
just little things in a year like this. Like, yeah, Keith Yandel chasing chasing a streak, cool. Uh, but to me, more important is just the fact that if some if he shows enough that someone will is willing to give up something for him at some point, like that'll be huge. Uh, and eventually, you know, that spot in the lineup can go to Cam York. Like that would be real nice. Uh, Pat Higgins, Pat, you're live on the post game. Bill, thanks for staying up late and doing this. Oh, of course. How are you tonight? Not too bad, man. Uh, I just wanted to call back. I think to last post game, like you made a joke about uh, Fran Drescher coaching the team, and <laughs> man, as someone who grew up on the nanny, like why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> like she, she got that house in order, man. <laughs> right. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, or at least put put her in charge of like the power play. Maybe she could draw something up. I don't. I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah absolutely. like uh, I get like this this game. It's great to get a win. Um, but it really showed like it was like the story of two power plays. Like the difference that makes in a game. Like if if they even got league average power plays in that ten game skid, they probably they could have maybe swung five out of five. I mean, sure. It, it, I, yeah, I mean, you never know because they're random and weird anyway. But getting two power play goals really was the difference. Because if they don't get any they lose three to two. So it, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just frustrating to watch because you watch the talent that they have and you know that they have, and you've seen before and just, they can't put it together. It's it's frustrating. Absolutely. It affects a lot, Pat, but no, to that point, like whenever the last press conference was, whatever one that it was set at when, you know, the general manager said, we don't have many natural goal scorers on this team. That is very true. Absolutely. So I understand why five on five scoring is so difficult, but you can create situations on power plays to like kind of make up for that. Like the teams of the past that were kind of good, at least passable, didn't have natural goal scores on them either. Like, yeah, Wayne Simmons scored a lot of goals, but would you call him a natural goal scorer or would you just call him a guy who goes to where goals get scored, you know? Like, the power play can make up for that and the lack of ability to create anything on the power play to kind of supplement that offense where you don't get it at five on five has absolutely killed them. Uh, tonight, like Pat just pointed out, they don't score those two power play goals. They lose the game. And instead, we're talking about snapping a streak. And, oh, man, man, maybe this power play is getting hot. Maybe it can carry them for a little bit. Your power play, I always talk about power plays as uh, I make the uh, the comparison to a power hitter in baseball. Yeah, man, when they're cold, they're fucking brutal. It's Ryan Howard chasing sliders in the dirt outside all day, and you go, like, what is happening here? But for the two, three weeks, when it's hot, it carries your team. And that's kind of what they need right now uh, to get this offense going. We see JVR score. Couturier gets the power play goal. Like, a JVR slash power play hot streak could result in – you know, seven wins in 10 games, something like that. And that's that's what they need to get back in this thing if that's what they're going to do. Obviously, again, long-term, rebuild, sell, all that shit. But we watch every night, and we just want to watch some good hockey. Uh, 
I'm very torn on what I want to see happen. Like what I ultimately want to see happen is them get the number one overall pick. But since that probably won't happen, a few weeks of passable hockey will will be real nice for all of us, especially around the holidays, man. It's the holidays. Can you make Christmas a little happier? Just win a few games. Uh, Adam Bortz. Adam, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, so I, I don't want to get overly cynical because I'm absolutely happy they won tonight, right? Like, we appreciate the loss. It's been a while. We all know what it is. Like, we want to enjoy this, but we know what it is. Right. And I think you're right. You got to go out tomorrow and beat the Coyotes. Then I'm not happy, but I'm back to kind of closer to net zero. Right. (laughs) But I, you know, so I I don't want to get overly cynical, but I don't want to get too high either because of the valley they've dug themselves into. Right. Like I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> so it's going to take a while for me to get back to that, that neutral point. Right. Um, I think uh, tonight three stars of the game absolutely were Kevin Hayes. I think, uh, you know, he had a great bounce back game tonight from the injury he's had. He was all over the place, especially early on. I thought he played great. I think Rista Linen had a hell of a game that save he made when they couple were big up. hits, couple saves. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a meat dart, like all over the place tonight. Uh, I like that meat dart. <laughs> he was, he was a bit of a meat dart tonight. It was, it was nice to see. And uh, for whatever reason, this Flyers team cannot pick up that backdoor guy ever. And to it's have him slide over. Thing. Like it's yeah, always right? a thing. Oh my God. And you know, so he goes down and makes a save. Absolutely second star. And, you know, obviously we got to give the first star to Carter Hart. I think, you know, this is like the second game I would say this season that he's played that I'm like, it's kind of a Vesna caliber game for him. I don't think he's in the conversation. We need to see a way bigger body of work from him. And there but, are some goalies having tremendous years. For like, sure. He's for sure. Yeah, Hart's been really good at, and yeah, like this in the Carolina game, yes. he has straight up stolen. Yes. Like they yes. won because of what he did. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to go particularly to the save that he had after the Flyers went up 3 2 on that Right after ball. the goal. Yep. And like last year, that, that was a gold in two different ways. Like Hart's glove was so poor last year. And they always let up that second goal, like right after they scored a goal. And to have him snag that with his glove seconds after the Flyers scored was just like a fuck you, Vegas. Like that was awesome. And and that was really inspiring to see. And, you know, it gave me a little bit of confidence going forward. But like I said, they're going to need to give me a bit more to get me like back up to net zero, you know? Oh, absolutely. And thanks a lot, Adam. That's – um. I mean, it's not even – you're talking about your fan confidence, and we all feel that way. But just, like, we talked about how tough this division was before the season, start of the season, how, you know, how tight this division race was going to be, you know, how the playoff format, you're fighting for – you're not fighting for seven playoff spots, you're fighting for five. You know, it's difficult to, to make the playoffs, and a streak like they just went on, regardless of what they do is like going to be the thing that keeps them out because of it. 
Like, look at this division race. Like, Pittsburgh beat the shit out of the Capitals tonight. Like, the Capitals are amazing. Um, I, I do want to talk about what Adam said. I'm going to get make yet another baseball reference. Um, first, I talked about, like, Carter Hart, the goaltending. It's amazing what a goaltender can do when you give him a lead. Like, the confidence a goaltender has is so much like a pitcher with a lead. Like, they don't have to be perfect, and that means they can go out and try a little extra, uh, you know, go for the strikeout rather than, you know, you don't have to be perfect, and that makes you better because you're not – you don't feel like you're walking such a thin line when you have that lead. And the point about that save right after the goal, it's like a shutdown inning. You know, you you score – and then you give it right back, all of a sudden we know how this team is confidence-wise. Man, they sag. When something like that happens, it just kills them. Goaltender makes a huge save like that. It propels them to come out and win the next shift. Like after – like I was like, oh, okay, so we scored, but Vegas is going to come right back and dominate you know, the next five minutes. But it didn't happen. The Flyers, like after that, of course, you know, they gave up the scoring chance. But after that, then had a few shifts where they didn't get dominated. Again, low bar, I know. But I'm just saying, like, these little things that you have to do, like get a lead and then the goalie have that one shutdown save after you get the lead. It builds on each other, and that's how you win fucking games. And suddenly they win a game. Yeah, it's it's those little things that all add up. Uh, VG, VG, you're live on the post game. VG, you're muted. Hit the unmute button. All right, call back in VG. We'll get you up uh, when you figure out how to get unmuted. I, I'm not like busting balls. I know this app is a piece of shit, and you probably were trying to do it, and it wouldn't let you do it. But uh, Dan Allen, Dan, you're live for the post game. Dan, is this just going to be a thing? People can't unmute now, like the app's broken, probably. All right, let's try one more and see what the hell's the matter. Uh, Matt K, Matt K, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill, how's it going? All right, you figured it out, so it's not yeah, man. What's up, yeah, Matt? Man. Yep. You know what? I, I just want to start it off by saying Claude Giroux, franchise leader in power play points, like that's a hell of an accomplishment. And I know it's been a tough, tough few years, but it's it's pretty awesome to watch a player like that, uh, you know, perform at this level. It absolutely is, and like I I, I love G. G's the man. It's wild that Bobby Clark scored all those points, and like a small amount of them were on the power play. Like he's got a million points and G has more on the power play and he's still so far. It's just wild how good Bob Clark was. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Whenever, whenever you can compare somebody to Bobby Clark, you know, Oh yeah. I mean, Bobby Clark's an all time goddamn legend. It's awesome. Um, I just want to say, you know, the punching bags over the last couple of weeks, you know, Ben Couturier, Ben JBR, it's been the power play. Risto's had some up and downs. You know, those were the standouts, as everybody else has been saying. It's nice to see, you know, the Allen and Misfit toys all coming together tonight and, uh, and and pulling the win together. Well, that's like that. This team is built for that. Like, that's the thing. When you don't have the stars and you're built for death, depth, like your guys who are what ifs and your guys who are maybes, they're the ones who have to come through. Like, we know what G's going to give you every night. We know what Carter Hart's going to give you every night. Farabee's hurt. It, it's about everybody else. When everybody else contributes, they win. 
Vegas, yes, they're having a rougher, a rougher than usual season, but they have a very good roster and they're pretty damn good still. To beat them, it takes this much. Yep, no, it, that's. I mean, when you don't have the firepower that uh, some of the other teams do, yeah, you have to you have to rely on the depth. And when the depth goes cold, well, that's what we had for the last ten ten games. So, but I'm going to celebrate the win. I'm not I'm not over the hump of you know ready to ready to jump back in full swing. But it's nice to get the win, especially when you're committed to staying up for a 10 p.m. East Coast game, right? So. Yeah, I, I'm really glad I don't have to come in here and freak the fuck out tonight because, like, again, I have to be at work in uh, less than five hours. I, I didn't want to stay up just to complain. Like, we could just run, we could just run a replay. You know, like we could just do the last ten post games instead of like actually tonight. There are things that made me not want to kill somebody. Yep, you're absolutely right. I wonder if people wouldn't, you know, if it was another loss, if they just cut their losses themselves and just, you know, call it a night. But I think people are dying to actually talk about something positive for a change here. So, anyways, cheers, Bill. Have a great one. Cheers, Matt. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's go to where to go. Uh, Dan Allen. Dan, you're live on the post game. Is this just going to be one of those things where some people just get screwed? Because I don't understand this app. All right, Dan. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, let's try VG then. VG, is it going to be the same issue for you? Oh, you're on hey, mute. Bill, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yep. Hey, what's going on? Nice to see the Flyers actually win a game uh, for once, definitely. Talk about some positive stuff, like Matt was saying. Uh, I saw a stat, and I mean, are on the on the um, broadcast there saying hearts 6 0 uh, after facing 40 shots or more, should we just allow 40 shots or more on him uh, every night and get get some wins? Or what are you thinking? <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, like the way shot effects work. I'm gonna make another cross sport reference. You know how like there's always a stat. Oh well, when they run the ball 40 plus times or whatever, a team is you know 62 and two. Like. Yeah, because that's what you do with a lead. Typically, a team with a lead will give up four more shots, especially in the third period, because that's just what happens. Yeah, they so, end up going to, like, a yeah, shell a bit. Exactly. And, and, and it's just, like, the other team pushes. That's just the way it goes. It's how shot and score effects work. So, yeah, Carter Hart is probably better with a bigger workload. Goalies sailed. I remember Roman Chekmonic always used to – uh, be like, no, I want to see more shots. And Ken Hitchcock would be like, well, we want to give up zero shots. So that's kind of an issue for us. But yeah, no, uh, you're, I, you're right, though. It's true. Like when you see or when you are a goalie and you face the puck more and you feel the puck more, you're going to be more comfortable saving it. So yeah, you're going to get in a rhythm. You get the feel for it. But I do think there is something to, yeah, because you face 20 shots in the third period because you have a lead. Like I, I think those two things kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up, but uh, thanks for staying up and doing this, Bill. It's nice to actually get a Flyers win in here in uh, a couple couple weeks or a month. <laughs> yeah, they get one every now and then, you know. We got to enjoy it when they uh, – thanks a lot, VG. Uh, yeah, it's um, – man, that lo- – I really – Obviously, they were going to win again. There, you know, There's like 50-some, like 58 games left or something, but – Watching them against the Devils, it really felt like, what if they lose out? <laughs> like, they were never going to win again. That's how they were playing. Uh, and, you know, since I ripped their effort against the Devils, I will say, again, it, it, 
they looked like a team that wanted to win the game tonight. I don't know if that's something you should be commended for. You should probably look like a team that wants to win the game every single night. But when you're beaten down on a streak like this, I understand how it can snowball. And at least they ended the streak. Like, that's off their back. And now, with the confidence of a win, they can get right back at it without having to think about anything and go play a shit team tomorrow. And when I mean a shit team, I just don't mean a team that usually loses. I mean a team that's, like, on the verge of getting locked out of their home arena shit team. You know? (laughs) This should be another two points in the standings for our Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow. Uh, Nikki Hall. Nikki, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. How's it going? How are you tonight, Nikki? Um, well, job kind of, well, I mean, aside of work being weird, um, I guess I can't complain too much. Got some much needed sleep. Um, kind of just waking up this past hour. I didn't really tune in until about the third period. Um, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Max Wilman getting that first one. Hey, let, me, let me just talk about Max Wellman for a second. Can we talk about Max Wellman for a second? Absolutely, yeah. First goal tonight. That was. It's cool to see a guy like that get a chance. Oh no, without a doubt. But oh no, without a doubt. But especially, or even that play that he did to stick up and took that penalty. That's what I need to see more of out of the rest of this team. Like, like yeah, I'm happy with the win, but like seeing stuff like that, like that, that just shows me that Wellman's like really good role model in terms of like, Hey, I'll take a penalty if it means sticking up for a guy. Like, um, yeah, when it happened, I like looking at the hit, the actual hit, I was uh, like, is this, is this like fight worthy? Is this something that we need to like get up in arms about? No, uh, but looking at the situation the team is in and thinking about the kind of guy Max Willman, like, yeah, he scored a goal tonight, and that's all well and good, but like, that might be his only goal this year, you know? Like, what can he do? What can Max Willman personally do to try uh, to spark this team? He went, this is what I can do. I see JVR, one of the guys who's supposed to be one of the best players on this team, get uh, hit. I don't like it. I'm going to do something about it. Like, is it, you know – a boarding thing where a dude needs to get jumped because that's what you do. No, but at least it was someone showing something. Yeah. Showing some initiative, which I mean, it's not that they don't can't show initiative. It's kind of been lacking these past 10. It's kind of been lacking these past 10 games. So it's like, you see that and it's like, Oh, okay. They're actually showing initiative, but I mean, I guess that's not neither here nor there. It is nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, and actually, the one thing I kind of wanted to—I know it, it's it's all well and good now, but like towards the end with Coots taking that penalty, was that really a penalty? Because like, uh, I, they let it go a lot, but it is tech. Like, it's just one of those things. It, like, yes, it's a penalty, and half the time it doesn't get called. Yeah, it's just I was kind of watching the thing, and I just saw his face in disbelief. I was just like, I'm kind of sitting there watching. I'm like, is this? Technically, I mean, yeah, I know it is, but I'm just kind of sitting there like, do they really call that? Do they not call that? It's like, of course, it's the Flyers that are going to call it. It's just, you know, that's the running joke. They just call everything against us. But uh, jokes aside, yeah, no, uh, good win. Hart, honestly, uh, I can't even say enough about the kid. The kid is just the face of the franchise. Like, uh, it's a solid all-around effort. And, 
Hopefully we can pick up two more points tomorrow. And thanks for doing these late nights as always, Bill. I really appreciate or we really appreciate it. You got yeah. it, Nikki. Thanks a lot. I, uh, I appreciate it a ton uh, that people come and join me. I mean, like, Christ, it's almost 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast, uh, and people are here to talk to me about a team that was just on a fucking 10-game losing streak. Uh, and that's – I do want to point out Carter Hart once again because, you know, he he won them the game tonight. Um, we've been talking so much about how they have no star level players on this team and especially all the Hextall drafts that um, that resulted in zero star level players. While that is true for the skaters, man, this bounce back season Carter Hart is having, uh, it's re- not renewing. I-, I didn't think, like last year, I thought it was a bump in the road in Hart's development, but I didn't think it killed ultimately what I thought he was going to be. Um, I thought maybe it lowered his ceiling. Like maybe he's not a superstar goalie, but he's definitely the franchise guy you can win with. You know, like someone you keep around forever. You're not going to get better than him. Better than him is extreme luck. Uh, but him having this bounce back year and seeing what he does when they just give him a fucking lead, like that's all he needs. It can be two, one, it can be four, two, whatever. Just give the kid the lead and he can get it home for you. Yeah. He might be like the exception to the, we got no star level players out of the Hextall era, which I know it's not as fun like, I'd much rather have a Kale McCarr. I'd much rather have a Johnny Hockey. But shit, man. The star goalie is kind of what matters most in the playoffs. Uh, Max Wind. Max, you're live on the post game. Max, you're muted. No, there Bill, you go. Bill, you there? I got you, yep. Yeah, the mute system is not good. I got to, like, start one of these and then have another account so I can see how it works. Because I've never been on the other end of this. But enough people, uh, you know, it seems to be an issue for enough people that it must be something with the app. Yeah, it's odd. It pops up with your icon with the mute logo. You click the mute logo, and then it just disappears. Anyway, neither here nor there. I want to, like, the big thing that I've been thinking about over the last couple of days is we've all been – all sorts of hyperbolic is Ryan Ellis's injury may have been the best thing that ever happened to the Philadelphia Flyers because going into this year, we thought we were good. We thought we had filled the biggest need that we had, yeah. which was to put a high end, like right-handed defenseman next to Ivan Provorov. And then you like, maybe we need a third line center, blah, 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 blah. We go through all of it, not giving AV, that option ever, and we tank, and now we get rid of AB, new coach, hopefully talk it, and you actually then put the team that Fletcher originally designed going into this offseason, you put that team together, and it sucks to lose a season, but I don't think it's something to blow up because ultimately we still haven't seen what this team is like with a real first pair. Yeah, and it gives you... It gives you two things. One, like hope for the short term. Oh, yeah, when Ellis gets back, maybe they can be at least a playoff team, something like that. 
but it also gives you a realistic look at the level of talent they have. And anybody with two eyes goes, yeah, I mean, even with Ryan Ellis and a healthy Hayes and all that, how good are we really? Is it good enough? Probably not. So it's, I don't know about the best thing because, man, I would have just no, liked that's to a, watch that's a very fair team. point. But we had but, also, yeah. like, kind of assumed that Travis Konecki was going to turn into a relatively elite-level scorer on the wing. And it never really happened. He was, like, flashy and scoring goals, and his wrist shot got so much better. And then and he was kind of a rat. It was like, do we have the next march on? Mm, that didn't happen. Oh, man, remember that when we were, like, the next – and now is like – he had the one scoring chance on the the power play they ultimately scored on. He had the play off of the draw with the nice chance, but, but I that watched was about this team. It. Yeah, I watch this team every night. Is Travis Konechny suiting up? Like, is he actually in the lineup? He's the then, least noticeable guy they have in a lineup full of unnoticeable guys. And his job is to be that guy who's like, yeah, you're yeah, smaller than everybody else. Thing. You have to be noticeable. You have to be able His to score. You have to get every... yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's a problem. I mean, it, but that's just weird to me. But you put that together, and now you start looking at a top six with an elite, like, winger that can score and get under everybody's face. That changes that top six a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it gives you, uh, with obviously, like, the caveat of Hayes being healthy, it yeah, exactly. gives you a top six. Like, exactly. they don't have that right now. No, not even a little bit. And then you They'd be like a top four, kind of. So, like, did maybe this just wash out, like, a coach that I never thought A.V. kind of fit with the Flyers personnel? But did, did maybe we wash out the wrong coaching hire when we hired all of these, like, former NHL coaches who had all been fired for sucking and then – did we just wash out a bad decision and then actually still have the team together to, to maybe do this next year? Like this year's kind of fucked, but like next year's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, I just, with the situation they're going to be in next year, like, man, you have to resign Giroux. They need another star level player. They have these commitments and thanks a lot, Max. Um, I, I would love, I would love to think, that they could run this thing back and get some luck on their side. And suddenly, you know, we're looking at the team we thought we had, but how much longer do we want to prolong this thing? Uh, What they are so far away from cup contender. Like I'm happy with the win tonight and maybe Elaine Vigneault wasn't a fit and maybe the firing ultimately helps out. Um, But like, let us not forget this team got this shit kicked out of them by the Devils a couple of days ago. Uh, it, it's a nice win. It, it's fun to win. Winning, it's like better than losing, you know. Um, but I, I got to see a lot more out of this team. It's going to take a long time for me to think that they're anything more than mediocre. Um Right now, I still think they're very bad. Uh, it's going to take a while for me to like, oh, yeah, this could this could turn around into something. Jesse Murdoch. Jesse, you're live on the post game. Hello. Hey, Jesse. How's it going tonight? 
Hey, it's it's going good, man. It it's been a it's it's definitely been a rough go here, <laughs> like with these guys, like especially even like looking looking at the call with Katuri at the end of the game. It really felt unnecessary. It, like looking at like just how big this game was for the Flyers, it just really felt like they just didn't want them to win again. Oh, I mean, like. The shit, it's not like, oh, the Flyers get screwed by Coles or whatever, but some of the shit that you see gets let go in the Vegas defensive end, uh, and then they call that. Like, uh, and especially was, at that point in the game. Yeah, like that point in the game. And, like, I hate game management, but since they do it, like, since it's a thing in the NHL, like, that's not a call you make there. I, 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 felt, I felt the same way, and – the fact that they were able to finally pull through, I I just think it's like, like I, I live I, I live in uh, I live in Winnipeg here, man. And this this past streak here, I've been wearing nothing but my Blue Bombers hat. Like I just <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. Like I was like, I'm never gonna stop being a fan. But this has just been outrageous. I was I was just thinking one more thing though. I know there's a lot of talk about like what the rebuild's gonna be like. And what the Flyers need to do, like in order to make this rebuild happen. And I've been on board thinking about like trying to accept having Drew leave. But after seeing that stat today about like just him being the leader, I was like, I just, I can't, I don't want to see him go. But I was like, I don't know know what the Flyers need to do. Yeah, it's, it's the toughest. I know what needs to happen. And I'm like, but I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I just I'm there, want man. Him, I just want I want what I want to see happen is the Flyers be good and Claude Giroux lift the cup as captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. It's what he deserves. It's what we all deserve. And like, it's not going to happen. And that's like a really tough pill to swallow. <laughs> I in. And that's the thing, like even having a goalie, if you can make it into the postseason and if like, you know, Hart gets hot within these next few years, like he's going to be getting into like the early parts of his prime. But I just don't have faith that they're going to be able to pull this off. Like we've had 10, 11 years of this. Like I I don't even know. I I don't even know who can do something with Philly. Like this is it's just I just can't believe it, man. (laughs) It's. It's it's uh, weird for a team to make me still feel anxious even after a win. <laughs> because it's and thanks a lot, Jesse. And it's so much uh it's so much what I said at the top. Like we enjoy this. It's good that they didn't lose eleven in a row, you know. Uh, half the fan base has bags over their head on their Twitter avatars, which I I'm not bashing. Uh, if you want to do that, show your displeasure with this team, like I said on Twitter, as long as you're not, like, threatening anybody or being an online weirdo, jumping in, like, you know, Claude Giroux's wife's fucking Instagram mentions. Like, as long as you're not an insane person, show your displeasure with this team in any way you see fit. Um, I don't personally want to wear a bag over my head, first of all. Like, I've been working hard on the this mustache, and... I'm a brand. I, uh, you know, can't be doing that. Uh, and two, like, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. Like, I'm a, fa- I call myself a fanalist. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily 
a journalist of any kind. I'm, I'm a game analyst and a talking head, uh, but I'm a fan more than anything. But I'm not embarrassed of my my support of this team. I'm fucking mad at the people who run the team. I think Dave Scott should be walking around with a bag on his head. I don't think I should be wearing one. I'm just the guy who likes the team. He's the one making all the goddamn decisions. Like, he should be wearing the fucking bag on his head. But, yeah, like, when it gets to the point where guys are wearing bags in their head, like, I just want to see them win so I don't feel like a goddamn imbecile for devoting this much time in my life to the team. Uh, Ben Bleefeld. Ben, you're live. Hey, Bill. Do you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I'm great. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. Uh, so, uh, in light of the fact they, uh, they won, I'll save my airing of grievances, uh, for another time. Uh, but there are a couple, oh yeah, there's always tomorrow and it's going to happen. Uh, so there are a couple things I saw or, uh, I, yeah, I saw tonight during the game that I just thought were kind of funny. Uh, Literally the beginning of the game, the first uh, stoppage, Mark Stone takes a shot and it deflects into the netting. Uh, and the uh, Vegas PA, PA announcer uh, implores the Vegas crowd to welcome back Patrick Brown. Uh, and I just thought that was kind of funny because uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know who this guy was until like, like no one did until like two months ago. Uh, and uh I mean, it would be like if the Flyers, like if New Nolan was like Philadelphia, welcome back, Derek Grant. Uh, so <laughs> that's a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing that I I I got a kick out of was uh, when Couturier scored the power play goal. They uh, they they showed the shots of all the Flyers fans celebrating uh, in the stands, and there was a guy who turned around wearing a Chris Vandevelde jersey. Um, and I'm just like, that is one of the most random jerseys I've ever seen. And there's no way that that guy's like, not his brother. Like there are two, there are two explanations for it. It's actually Chris Vandevelde or that guy got super unlucky at like Jersey off our back night. Like the fan appreciation thing they do at the end of the year where like certain season ticket holders get like a jersey yeah. from the player. Like that's the only explanation for a Chris Vandevelde jersey. Yeah, there's there's just I, I saw that and I was like I, I like almost kinda like uh in uh Infinity War when Doctor Strange is like, I saw all these timelines and none of them. <laughs> like there is no possible scenario in which that guy actually owns a Chris Vandevelde jersey because he thinks Chris Vandevelde is good. Yeah, he didn't make that decision. Like, that decision got made for him in some way. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, that was all. But just just uh, wanted to call attention to it. Thanks a lot, Ben. I appreciate it. Uh, another thing, uh, I, don't, I assume Vegas did this because the Flyers are in town. I think it was whenever the Flyers took a penalty, they played the Always Sunny music. Did anyone else notice that? I just thought that was funny. I just, like... The, the opening theme to Always Sunny, like every time uh, Vegas was on the power play tonight. Maybe they do it every every power play, and it's just their thing. But I assume it's because it was the Flyers in town. Uh, Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're on the post game. What's up, Bill? How are you tonight? Not bad. I, I'd like to point out that I had tickets to this game tonight for a trip, sold them because they were fucking terrible, and, of course, they <laughs> win. Um, I got my money's worth, so I got a little bit more than what I um, paid for them. But oh, well, there you go. I, 
Yeah, I don't want like I was talking to Sean in the comments. I don't want this team to to make the playoffs because because shit has to change. Yeah, like that's the I know I I wish that I had the confidence in the people running the organization to realize that even if they were to like sneak into a wild card, shit still had to change. But like you know that 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 it wouldn't. And also, like, this is the year where you want to be in the top of the draft. Yeah. And that, that goes back to my point of not making the playoffs, but, like, losing streaks have been a, a, a Flyers thing. And I not just a Flyers thing, but a Philly thing. Like, I, the mediocre, like, game, like, the Phillies. I, I think I'm not a Phillies fan, but thank God. Um, I, you know, I don't know if the Eagles, uh, not Stanley Cup, um, Super Bowl was an anomaly, but I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the organizations in Philly just feed off of that uh, mediocrity style, and they just don't care. Like, and that's why it's hard for me to want this team to go to a a playoff position. I do. I, I you know, I've spent at least five grand over the past three years on this team. Like, I I want to see a playoff game. And when COVID hit, like that was when I wanted to go, and then I couldn't because the fucking bubble. So that that's my standpoint from it. Ristolainen, I thought played a pretty good game. Uh, coming into the third period, um, if if he doesn't score, whatever, as long as he hits bodies and like that hit to get the guy out of the neutral zone and the puck, that was fucking amazing. I wish he could do that. He had every- a couple. He had a he had a really good uh, zone exit where they were like bottled up for a couple of seconds, and he just came away with the puck and skated through a couple guys and just like used his strength to get to the red line and get the puck deep so they could change like. I realize Ristolainen has warts and he's never going to be worth like a first round pick or whatever money he's making on the cap. But if you got to pay him like a real third pair defenseman, you could do a whole lot worse than that dude. Yeah, I guess my my other point is this team over there, when they go on a losing streak, I guess you could say, or any team, for example, the chemistry is obviously not there, but they're not, they just, don't, there's no communication. Like in the beginning, when Elaine Vigneault first came, I mean, you mostly heard him over the TV broadcast, yelling, screaming, or whatever else. And I didn't, over this year and towards the bubble and whatever, and last year, I didn't hear that a lot. So that, that to me, made me feel that maybe he just didn't care enough anymore, but. I, I like that at the end of the game. I saw Ristolainen and talking with Sanheim what to do when they had the empty net and the Vegas Golden Knights had a power play at the end. I like that. That that's always huge to me because that goes to show that they're actually trying to win a game. Yeah, like they and it's it's an indictment of what they've looked like. But tonight, it it was a stark contrast. Like they looked engaged in the action tonight. And I know sometimes we make too much like, oh, they're not trying. And it's like, well, actually, they just suck. But, like, sometimes they aren't giving it their full effort. And tonight they definitely did. Yeah, yeah, you know, they gave up shots, but whatever. You know, it's about – it's to me it's about quality, not no, They're quality. still a bad team. Like, Vegas yeah. is better than them. Like, they play this game ten times, they lose seven or eight. But tonight they fucking won because yeah. Carter Hart was real good. And that's the other – you know how we were talking about the, the playoff scenario? I, I know you were talking about it on BSH and stuff like that with the playoffs and stuff, that this team – that the to get into the wild card, 100 points would have to be 
that's not out of the way. Like hundred points could very well be you have a wild card team. That means the Flyers. Like ninety six might not do it. Yeah, that means the Flyers would only be able to lose like ten more games the rest of the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked at the math yet. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. But... It's, I, did it, I did it when they lost, and it was hilarious. I think 15 games is 90 points. It's brutal. Yeah, because we were talking about the 10-game the losing streak from a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was like, really, they were 0-5-5. and 5. Like, they didn't <laughs> fall completely out of it because of a bunch of overtime losses in that streak. Like, this one, they lost like seven in a row in regulation. Like... Those are games that you just straight up got nothing from. Yeah, and you can't you can't do that. Like a three week stretch where you don't get a point, you, no, you you lose, you're out. Yeah, that it's just it's just hilarious just to think about that. But I appreciate it, Bill. All right, take it easy, Hunter. Uh, we got a few more. Oh, just Adam, Adam, you're back on the post game. Hey, Bill, I just want to make two more hockey points and one beer point quick, and then I'll get out of your hair for the night. <laughs> um, the uh, I'm not going to touch on Max Roman. I think your caller, uh, Nikki, brought it up. Um, incredible, like, journey he had to get through to get yeah. here and score that goal. Great, just awesome to see him get it. Um, what I want to talk about is, you know, you talk about the contrast between – this Vegas game and the Jersey game, I think for me, you know, it really started in the uh, defensive zone tonight. Like it looked like, and I don't have the advanced stats and the zone exits to back up my eye test of what I saw, but when they were exiting the zone, it looked like they had intent and purpose every time they tried to come out of the zone. And I haven't seen that in a very long time from this team. Yeah, I felt like um, there's more of an effort, and I still think they dumped the puck into the offensive zone too much. Agreed. But there was, it seemed like they skated out of the zone more than passed or dumped out of the zone right. tonight to exit. And right. Like, it and just it's like they, seems like that's the like, way to go. Yeah. Right. They, they've been like waiting for somebody else to make the play or waiting for somebody else, something to like happen. But every time. I noticed tonight they, they were exiting the zone. It was, like, very attentive and, and very purposeful. So that was kind of nice to see. I hope that continues. Um, second point is, you know, teams go through peaks and valleys every season. Wouldn't it be something if we just saw the valley, right? Like, what would happen? And, you know, you, you've kind of talked about this a little bit, but, like, that might be <laughs> if they don't if they don't grade out terrible for the rest of the year. That might be the worst possible outcome for the trajectory of this franchise. Like if they get in that last wild card spot or they just narrowly miss the playoffs, it's like not bad enough. Like you almost yeah, want sure. them to be terrible or be the Blues from a couple years ago and get in the, you know, cup finals in what they were last in what January 8th, January 12th. They were last they were in last place when they came into the Wells Fargo Center, Bennington shut out the Flyers yes. and then they went on an insane run. Right. Uh, uh, no, that's they either need to like the last caller was saying like for them to get to like 96 100 points they can only lose like 10 more games. They need to go on like that sort of run or just continue to be bad. 
They can't sure. just do this. But I, I was thinking tonight, and it's part like, you know, it's a late game. I had a few beers and sitting here thinking, what <laughs> if what if this 10-game losing streak was like a condensed version of basically December 2019? Because we talk about that first year with Vino all the time. Like, yes. Okay, they were building towards something first two months. It's up and down, but it looks better. And then mm-hmm. – they go on the road. They find out about Limblom. It's a disaster. And then they go on the Disney on Ice trip, and it is just the worst fucking shit we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And then they come home, and they go on the best two-month run we have seen in years. Yes. And then, of course, fucking COVID happens, and, you know, the world ends. But yeah. uh, what if this 10-game losing streak was just a condensed version of December 2019? And they yes. figure it out from here. If that, that is happens, the, that is the most optimistic scenario. If that happens, it would be the most Flyers thing ever to sure. happen. <laughs> yes. So, and then just la- last point: What is your? And I'll tell you mine. What is your go-to holiday beer? Go-to holiday beer. I'll tell you. I had a. And uh, yeah, I'll keep you on so you can tell me. Uh, I had a Sam Adams. It wasn't their winter lager. It was uh, like a winter white ale the other night. It was this real spicy brown ale that was absolutely delicious that I've been all about. Right tonight, I have uh, – this is work ho- Workhorse West Coast IPA. That's real good. That's what I've been on tonight. But Huge I mix it up. I kind of – yeah, I, Workhorse is a real good and like for the price, definitely great. Like, yeah, the cheapest of the tall four packs of good beers. Big time, um, big time. Yeah, I, I mix it up. I kind of go with a little bit of everything. So my go-to holiday season has always got to be Sierra Nevada Celebration. It's okay. what I imagine the water in the bottom of the Christmas tree tastes like. <laughs> if that makes right. sense. I, I see I, where you're going. I, I love it, but they've only sold it in my area. I live like out near uh, Willow Grove. They've only sold it in cans this year, and it sucks out of a can. I like it out of a bottle. So I've had a Bell's oh, Yeah, Christmas I can't sale. imagine any Sierra out of a can. That's weird. I know. It's stupid. I don't, I don't know why they're doing it. It pissed me off. So I had a Christmas ale from Bell's tonight. It's a Scotch ale. It's phenomenal if you get a chance. Oh well, Adam. I have. I usually have a chance to test beers, so uh, much appreciated, Adam. I really. Uh, I'll take that under advisement. Uh, all right, and that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio Post Game. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, I don't want to do the whole spiel. Just subscribe. Yeah, just subscribe. Maybe leave us a five star review. All right, that's it. Uh, the Flyers won. They ended a ten game losing streak with a nice victory tonight. They better keep it going. Uh, God damn, you cannot, you cannot end the streak and then lose to the Coyotes. Like, just continue losing. They have to win tomorrow. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow. Uh, I will be entertaining guests tomorrow. Uh, some friends from uh, California are coming in. So we will be watching the game and being merry. And uh, I just won't carve out the time for a post game. Uh, so I did tonight, even though, you know, today was a crazy day for me and 10 o'clock puck drop, blah, blah, blah. You don't give a shit about my life. You just want to have fun on the post game. I understand. All right, let's wrap it up. My name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.